I'm Alex Melia, and this is Our Voices Through Lockdown. A stage for real people to tell the real stories we never get to hear. In this series, we hear personal stories as we emerge from the pandemic. If you've been touched by any of these stories, please share them with a friend so they can enjoy them as well. Let's get into today's episode. I actually did miss school. I, honestly, I thought I'd never say that, but yeah, I ended up saying it. This is Ella. She's nine years old and lives in Hereford. I'm in year four and my favourite sport is swimming and I also like dance. And my favourite colour is purple and my favourite animal is a giraffe. Uh, my favourite sport is football. And this is Luke. He's seven. And lately I've been playing some matches. On Saturday I played against Phoenix. According to Luke, this was an easy victory. We scored 20 goals and they scored only one. And I kicked the ball so high and so far, it actually scored a goal from one goal to the other when I was in goal. Ella and Luke are Andrea's kids. If you've listened to our first series, Our Voices in the NHS, you may soon recognise Andrea's voice. She's an NHS pathologist who runs a lab analysing cells and diagnosing diseases. Previously, she told the story of her husband, Neil, who sadly lost his life to cancer in 2016. Since then, Andrea met her partner, Ed, while Ella and Luke have grown a bit older and they've all just welcomed a new member to the family, Felicity who was born just before the first lockdown in 2020. I felt really happy and excited that we got a new baby sister. I was really wanted it to be a boy, but then when I found out it was a girl, I didn't really mind. This wasn't the response Andrea expected. I think he likes his sister more than we realised, because sometimes when she first came along, I don't think we were too sure what he thought of her, because he definitely wanted a baby brother. Luke, now the middle child in the family, found himself no longer calling the shots. I think he was used to being the baby. Not that he was particularly jealous of it, but I think he struggled with the, the shift of positioning. A few days after they brought the new baby home, lockdown struck. You've got to stay inside for a bit, and sometimes you can come out when it's better, but if it's like really bad, you have to stay in. The thing that was really bad was coronavirus, but what exactly did that mean? I think it's like a massive, massive germ. What is spreaded? What like goes through the air and you can't see it? It fills your like lungs up with this liquid thing and it makes you not be able to breathe and it gives you like a cough. Like, I think that's what it is. No one was really sure what it was or how bad it was going to get. The only thing Ellen knew was that the Prime Minister had something to say about it. Like, I didn't know who Boris Johnson was until lockdown happened. So hearing what he had to say, I was really scared about how many cases of coronavirus and how many people were dying. I was really scared that my family or any of my friends would get it. I just felt like hiding under my duvet and never coming out. I think we all felt like that at times. But how did Ella feel about missing school? Well, I, first of all, I was really excited because, like, yay, no school for, like, a month or two. But then when I realised it was just online school, I was like, oh, no, this is boring. And my mum was the teacher. 
Andrea, now working from home, also had the task of homeschooling both her children. No easy feat, I'm sure. Don't do teaching. (laughs) No, I'm joking. I find it fascinating how differently they both learn and how you have to teach them in different ways to pick up the same thing or to gain understanding of it. It must be incredibly challenging for teachers to do it with a class of over 30 students. Andrea struggled with Ella's workload the most, mainly due to the range and depth of topics. If it's a topic that I don't know anything about or I don't engage with, it was more difficult for me to engage her in it. Nevertheless, she persisted and to glowing reviews. She was really helpful and she knew a lot of things when we were doing science. She's a scientist. But it wasn't just the lessons Ella was missing, it was her friends. Like the only people I could really ever see was my family, which wasn't that bad because I love my family so much. But she craved her friends, in particular Sophie, Ellie and Scarlett. They helped me a lot and they're really good friends. They're really kind to me and they listen to me a lot and I listen to them a lot. And I've known them for a very long time, like five, six years. But during lockdown, the joy that daily chats with her friends brought Ella was taken away. I got to email my friend Ellie and Sophie, but um, I couldn't see their faces. I couldn't like talk to them that much. The reason Ella didn't make use of video calling was because of her hearing issues. She really struggled with um, Zoom. Quite a few of them did Zoom meetings and because they all talk at the same time, it was too much for her. So she really struggled with that and she managed to do some one-to-one ones. But I think even when you're talking to somebody over the phone, it's not the same as being with them and it never will be. Instead, Ella turned to her sibling. My brothers learned how to annoy me, 10% better. Daily life was very different. No more football matches, McDonald's or friends. They found other ways to entertain themselves. Here's Luke. So we usually went on lots of walks everywhere and I learned how to ride my bike. First I found it tricky, but then I kind of got the hang of it. And then I raced my sister and I got a one second head start and then I beat her. And she was like a mastermind of doing it. Luke's memories of that sweet, sweet victory against his sister were very different to Andrea's memories of that time. You know, we had tears, we had stomping feet, we had anger, you know, we still still get it now that, you know, oh, I'm sorry guys, we can't do that because, it's, you know, it's not opening yet. And why? And why can't we go to Nando's? Because it's not open. <laughs> so, um, you know. Being the parent, Andrea definitely bore the brunt of her children's frustrations at not being able to leave the house. For now, Ella is remaining optimistic and making plans for the months ahead that resembles something more akin to normality. I'm just going to be so happy over the moon. Like, I, I'll be able to go places. We usually go to the pantomime, like the theatre, and I think it's like Jack and the Beanstalk this year. So we'll probably go there, or Malta, if we're allowed to go to Malta. Having a mum that works for the NHS, Ella and Luke are very proud. They used to, like, clap. I like a certain time on Thursday or something. And I thought, they're clapping for you, mummy. You're a legend. I was really happy at her. 
I think it's very good because I think she saves lives and she's a boss of. I wait, Mum. What are you the boss of? Lab. Despite having an inspirational, life-saving mum, Luke's career plans are a little different. I would want to be a hip-hop dancer or a pop singer or a footballer. I don't know which one. After months being stuck at home, Ella and Luke told me what they've learned. I've definitely learned new like hobbies that I can do, and I learned that slime is amazing. It's really good and fun to play with, and like you can do loads of cool things with it. I learned how to build Lego, and now I'm a masterminder. It. Skills acquired in both slime and Lego, two brilliant answers. Moving into a post-pandemic world, there's been a lot of speculation as to how the effects of the lockdown are going to manifest in children's development and social skills. I'm hoping that they're young enough to kind of adapt and just kind of live with it and roll with it. And I think it's probably harder for children who are slightly older, perhaps. However, Felicity's nursery has said that she's slightly behind in her speech. But all the children are. And my sister, she knows, like, three words. And there's been a lot of things that I've read that, because of all this mask wearing, quite a significant number of children that aren't saying as many words as they should be by this age, which is quite interesting. As for Ella, she's still not completely relaxed around strangers. Because, like, if they got COVID or if they've been near somebody with COVID, then I felt scared that I was going to get it or a member of my family was get it. And sometimes, if, like, I don't even know what their face looks like, I'll literally hold my breath. But the development of the vaccine has put her mind slightly at ease. My dad's got it once and my mum's got it twice. Because now they can't get it. Well, they might get it, but not as bad. We definitely won't die, which is amazing. Reflecting back on the last year, Andrea believes that Ella's anxiety about this unknown, invisible force could have been managed better. More needs to be done to explain a lot more of what's actually going on in the schools, you know. And there's so much fear out there, fear on the TV. You know, they hear it, they hear adults talking about it. You know, you see different people in the streets with different reactions. Some people jump backwards to move out your way. Some people, when you're in a shop, walk a mile round you. And that's fine because everybody feels differently about it. Everybody reacts differently. The way to combat it is education and understanding. And I think that is what I want on the other side for children to understand that it is you know, a virus that is killing people, but there needs to be some perspective in there, I think. Understanding and perspective and less fear. In the meantime, let's follow Ella's advice. It's nearly over, so don't worry. And we're all in this together. So we'll be fine. Because everybody's working a lot harder and we've got it under control. It's fascinating to listen to these young people's reflections on living through lockdown. One of the great worries associated with the virus has been the impact that social distancing and school closures would have on childhood development. But we can hear from Ella and Luke that although lockdown has been strange and difficult, it has been something they have been able to learn to deal with. As human beings, we are extremely adaptable 
and never more so than during our earlier years. Ella and Luke's optimism and energy shows us that even though the future for young people may be challenging, it's a challenge which can be overcome. If you want to keep in touch with the show and be the first to find out what's coming up next, go to our website, www.ourvoicespodcast.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook. The links are in the show notes. And if you haven't already, give us a quick follow in your favorite podcast app. See you for another incredible story next week. Thanks so much for listening. Now you probably know I'm looking to grow this show. Since you're here, I'm guessing you're a fan, but you might not know how to help. Here's how. One, tap follow wherever you're listening. Two, give it a five-star review on your podcast app. This helps more people discover the show. Three, send this episode to one person. They'll thank you for it later. I really appreciate your help. See you on the next one.